a useful and I think actually quite skillful and, and even powerful way to relate to our experience in meditation is as a flow of contacts at the sense doorways or the sense bases. Keeps things quite simple and direct. And so for the purposes of meditation, we speak of there being six sense bases, six sense doors. And so what we can know in any moment is a contact at one of these bases of sensitivity. There's contact at the eye, and if the eye is functioning, then seeing consciousness arises Sights are known, seeing occurs. Contact at the ear doorway and hearing and so forth. So we have what we usually think of as the five senses. And then for meditation, we add the mind doorway as a sixth. Now, one might simplify it all down to mind since it's all known in the mind. But for purposes of meditation, this framing in terms of six senses is quite skillful, useful. And when we sit in meditation, of course, much of the time we we keep things as simple as possible. We may close the eyes. We sit still, mostly without moving. We reduce all of the stimulation here at a retreat center. And there's still plenty, of course, but we, we take what's extra away. We leave that, set it aside intentionally. And so then in any moment of experience, one or another contact will will be strong, stronger than the others, more obvious perhaps. So notice where your attention is right now. Sensation in the body, sound of my voice, hearing, thinking. An emotion or mind state, mood, 
liking, irritation. Pressure rising, falling, thinking, and so we have different skillful. Skillful means, you could say. Skillful ways that we may choose at times to direct our attention. Something that we use as a gentle anchor, a point of reference, perhaps the movement of the breath. Body touching, body sitting, hands touching. Perhaps the experience of hearing. And we may choose to begin at this particular experience. Allow the awareness, the mindfulness to collect, rest, settle, gather there. place we can begin and begin again. And then we may become aware of something else. Attention resting with the movement of the breath and we come we become aware of hearing. And that's the object of the meditation. It's not that we have to then go to that experience. If we've become aware of it, then we're already there. And a fine thing, a good thing, an empowering and actually really wonderful thing about meditation is that for the purposes of what we're exploring, these contacts, these experiences are equal. The breath is not better than pressure or frustration. So there's no need to be exerting control, attempting to have it only certain things arise. We may find the tool of mental labeling helpful at times.
perhaps not, but a soft whisper in the mind. 1% of your attention sitting, touching, hearing. So we develop a certain quality of settledness, collectedness, non-distractedness through the continuity of the awareness, even though the objects may at times change fairly quickly. objects themselves less important than this quality of mindfulness, of awareness. We use these words interchangeably. Of course, some things are are easier to be with than other things. And each of these contexts has a a feeling tone that arises. Feeling tone of, of pleasant or unpleasant or neither of these. We say neutral for shorthand. And much of the time, this is not an obvious thing. Perhaps the sound of my voice might be a pleasant or unpleasant feeling tone with that hearing. Some experiences very clearly pleasant or unpleasant. Neutral ones we tend to overlook. This is an aspect of every contact of all experience. It's constantly arising and passing. Something we might notice at times. Not so much something to go looking for. Sometimes we become aware of it because we find quality of liking or disliking in the mind, enjoying, or some resistance or retreating from experience. And we might check and see, oh, there's a pleasant feeling, liking, an unpleasant feeling, not liking, resisting, shrinking away. Withdrawing.
So in your meditation this morning, you might gently have your radar (coughs) out to receive these feelings if they show up. Again, not making this into a, a project so much as just noticing at times this aspect of experience. Very helpful sometimes to actually name it pleasant, unpleasant, or possibly neutral. So we can relax and settle back. Let go of any need to control experience. Allow the attention to rest with our anchor if we wish. Just let the flow of experience move along as it will anyway. Nothing to grasp at or get rid of. Nothing to hold on to or let go of. Nowhere to go. Just this contact and knowing, arising, passing away. With this intention to begin again every time we have to do that. No judgment. So in this way, there are no distractions. The mind may become distracted. We can know that distractedness. And meeting this flow of our life, of experience with a a kind heart of goodwill, just a sense that we're taking care of it by being present. It's a quality of caring there, a kind of soft tenderness as we meet our life in this direct, intimate way. It's like saying hello.
when we're <clears throat> when we're on retreat, we kind of you know doing what we do here seems kind of normal. Everyone's doing it, <laughs> and we we kind of lose a little sight of what a kind of incredible thing it is for a, a group like this to sit together in silence. I was really struck by that this morning, this sitting together with this intention to bring awareness to our experience, to our life, in order to understand what it means to be a human, you could say. It felt like like such a, a gift to me, a privilege to be able to sit here with you all. like something worthy of uh, pointing out and worthy of respect and appreciation. So I offer you both of those gratitude as well. In the Satipatthana Sutta, the discourse on the establishments of mindfulness, which we've been referring to quite a bit, in these instructions that we draw from that, the second establishment of mindfulness, Vedana Nupassana, is mindfulness of feeling tone. I spoke about a little bit this morning, this quality of pleasant, unpleasant, or neither pleasant nor unpleasant. In the Sutta, it begins something like this. When feeling a pleasant feeling, one knows I feel a pleasant feeling. When feeling an unpleasant feeling, one knows I feel an unpleasant feeling. When feeling a neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling, one knows I feel a neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling. It goes on a bit from there, but very simple this way. And it's interesting that the Buddha made this one out of four, this one aspect of experience, which we kind of almost don't notice a lot of the time, isn't it? And probably the majority of people who don't spend time in meditation, they feel these things, but they're not aware. I feel a pleasant feeling. I feel an unpleasant one. I feel one that is neither pleasant nor unpleasant. But this, this aspect of experience and this, this uh, feeling tone as the understanding is that it arises with every contact, every moment of experience, constantly arising and passing away. It just happens, it's just there. It's an aspect of experience. But in many ways, it's, it's running things. <laughs> this movement towards, it can, what this feeling tends to condition is this movement towards the pleasant, away from the unpleasant. Kind of not noticing, falling into kind of states of disconnection when it's neither of these. 
is actually incredibly powerful. We can see how much this is operating here on retreat. We might see when we have a good sitting, what makes it good? Maybe a higher percentage of pleasant feelings. It's a bad one, more unpleasant ones. We see it in the world. It just runs the lives of so many people in the, in the extreme ways that addictive behaviors, and this, this movement towards either pleasant or to not feel unpleasant and how this can oh, consume, consume lives. Maybe some of us have experienced this ourselves personally. So this ability to actually notice and be with these feelings in a skillful way is powerful. I, I think I think probably wars have been started because of a, an inability to be with an unpleasant feeling in kind of recent history. And so it's it's a not a little thing. <laughs> There's a reason it was singled out as its own establishment of mindfulness. It's powerful. We tend to think that this feeling, we tend to think it's in the object. It's pleasant, it's unpleasant if we notice it. And to think it's inherent aspect of, of the experience or of the object that's arising but it's not a fixed thing. It's, it's not the same for all of us. It's not the same at all times. It's a mental arising. It's, a, it's a, something that arises in the mind. I have a, a friend and colleague who's actually one of the teachers in the first half of the three-month retreat, someone for whom I have both respect and affection, consider them a friend. But they have, they have one really deep problem. Is they, they think that to put peanut butter with jam is, is a food crime, actually. <laughs> now, I happen to know from uh, more than 60 years of research <laughs> that peanut butter and jam are, are meant to go together. <laughs> that it's actually, um, I won't say wrong, but it it could be dangerous to not eat them together. (laughs) They should be combined. Now the peanut butter and the jam are both innocent. They are not (laughs) at fault here, (laughs) but I happen to find that combination pleasant. My friend finds it unpleasant. But after my 10th peanut butter and jam sandwich, I might feel very differently about them. So, so they wouldn't necessarily always be pleasant for me. We can see in this silly example that it's not a fixed thing and it's not the same uh, at all times, even if we, something we might find, if they serve brownies at lunch, and we happen to like brownies, and they put out a lot of them. 
maybe. So there's no problem having an extra one. But, you know, after a number of them, we might not find it, you know, eight, nine, ten, <laughs> somewhere in there. It might be an unpleasant feeling tone. <laughs> so we want to um, not make it a big project to to go looking for this aspect of experience, but it does show itself up. And as I, uh, it does arise, it becomes, uh, may become more obvious at times. And as I mentioned this morning, we might notice the response in the mind of movement towards or away from, and that might clue us in, oh, there's a pleasant or unpleasant feeling tone that we might not have have caught. These are not the same thing. Sometimes uh, people think that pleasant equals wanting or grasping or, or this quality in the mind, that unpleasant equals is the same as resistance or, or this uh, retreating away from. They're not the same, but they're, they're, there's a very uh, close connection and the conditioning uh, is there and they, they come along very quickly often. So you might have your, your radar out for this a little bit today as you go through. And it can be very powerful actually to turn towards this. We're sitting and there's a lot of pressure in some part of the body. We start to notice that it's an unpleasant feeling. Notice the mind's relationship to that and naming that oh, unpleasant. Unpleasant can be very a uh, useful, skillful tool, or the same with pleasant. So just uh, see if you might notice it today. Not just today, of course. Hmm. I did bring one question in, which uh, is a a fairly simple one, but um, useful to to address. The question was, um, please speak to the term proliferation that I've heard used several times. I think I understand it. However, it's a new term for me. Sometimes we... we will use the word proliferation as a as a uh, a translation for a poly word papancha but but it's this tendency of the mind to kind of take something and run with it you could say to proliferate about it Sometimes it's um, something that happens on retreat is uh, something that that arises in the mind, or something that happens, or that we notice, and it, and we, we turn it. Something we might not even notice outside of retreat becomes extremely, um, really important. Like where that person put their shoes, which is in my place, in the coat room, or or something 
and uh, and the mind will tend to spin and proliferate about it and generate all kinds of um, and just kind of run on. So this this tendency of the mind to uh, take one thing and then and then go on a, on a train ride with it, proliferation of thought usually is how we see it. So I have a few announcements to make today. This kind of weather where it's a little bit unusually warm and quite wet, uh, humid and damp. Um, There are certain kinds of small creatures that come out at times like this. There are some small uh, bright orange salamandry beings and uh, darker colored ones and sometimes little slugs. And uh, and also the worms, if it gets really wet, the earthworms come up out of the ground and cruise around. And and there's there are, they all have very soft, vulnerable bodies. And uh, we can't. Uh, we may find you know that by accident we we do step on them. It's hard to avoid them. We, and we can't live without causing some harm. But we do our best to limit that. And so. Just being mindful when you walk around, and maybe especially at nighttime, uh, in the dark it's harder to see, and you might carry a light or something uh, just to have extra care around these small beings. We're going to ask that um, that you stay out of the meditation hall this afternoon from a little bit after five. Uh, the, the dinner time bell will ring at five, I think. And the staff need to do some something in here uh, to attend to something in here during that dinner time break from a little around five till the next sitting at six fifteen. So if you could uh, not come in here, even if you're on the eight precepts, maybe find someplace else to do sitting meditation because there's there's something that needs to get taken care of, and that's a good time for them to do that. And this morning, uh, Young will be sitting in with Rebecca. And so if that's all right with you, it would be uh, much appreciated. And if you feel that it's uh, something you'd rather not uh, have have an extra person in the room, then you can say that and there will be no, no hard feelings. So that's, that's your choice, of course. Is there anything else that I missed? Nope. Hmm? Okay. All right. You know what to do. (laughs) Do it kindly and carefully. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.